Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I have Ryder DeVoe here right now. This is insane. He's a fellow Salt Life team member and a professional waterman. What is up, Ryder? And thank you so much for coming online with us right now. Sorry for all the technical difficulties, dude. <laughs> it's getting crazy. I'm not good at this, neither are you, but we're going to make it work. How's it going, Kieran? I, I can't tell you how stoked I am to be on here talking with you this morning. So what, what are we going to be talking about today, Kieran? Thanks for having me. Everything everything your whole entire life. You're Ryder DeVoe. You're the ultimate waterman guy around here in San Diego. So I want to talk to you about everything. You guys don't even understand. This guy jumps in with sharks. He spears the biggest fish you'll see. He likes to surf big waves. He likes to fish. He's an adventure seeker. Ryder, tell us where you're from. Tell us about your family. Tell us about your life, basically. Right now, I want to hear. I want to hear it all. All right. Well, my name is Ryder Devoe. I'm 22 years old from Encinitas, California. Born and raised. I spend a little bit of time up north with my family. I'm in a family of five. I have two parents, obviously, and then a younger <laughs> brother and sister. Maybe a third parent. Wait. So, Ryder, you because you grew up right next to me, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. We're both. We're like. Just so you guys know, Ryder and I live what five minutes away from each other. Very close. Probably. Very close. Yeah. So you're. Your brother and your sister are how old? They're 19 and they're twins and they like That's to so do rad. the same kind of stuff we're into. Yeah, I know. They they love it, huh? Yeah, they love it. You guys are all just frothers, dude. Your dad's a frother. Rick DeVoe, shout out, dude. <laughs> Such a legend. <laughs> um, so your brother fishes, your sister fishes, right? Yeah. She's crazy in a spear fish. But the whole family, the whole family is like water adventure thrill seekers. It's like... I just don't get it, man. It's funny because I grew up with my family, like being white collar. My dad never really wanted to go. Like my dad loves the ocean, yeah. but he didn't really like want to go fish or like he did, but he would get seasick and stuff. And like, oh. I'm just the outcast of my family, but I feel like your whole family is close because you all fish and dive together and do this cool stuff together. Totally. Yeah, no, totally. It definitely ties us and brings us in. That's I got to so thank sick. my dad for everything. He, he definitely got it all. He got the ball rolling and definitely got us super intrigued with the ocean and everything it has to offer. So did your dad grow up fishing or what? what's his, so what's his story? My dad grew up in the valley, not super far from the ocean, but it was there and he quickly figured out that he loved it. And so it was, it was pretty much him hitchhiking to the beach uh, with like, close friends, parents, if they worked or if they, they, they would work down in Malibu. So he would hitchhike with them over to the beach and just stay there, get dropped off with a couple bucks and just surf all day, come back, just sunburnt and starving. So he's, he's like you guys though, just full froth mode. Yeah. He might, he might've been an even bigger frother. When, when you were a kid, were you fishing a lot? Yeah. Uh, so fishing for me, I, when I was, a, when I was little, cause I started surfing first, my dad got me into surfing first, but fishing was something that I would almost say surfing was almost forced on me when I was little. I didn't have a choice. Just because I feel like it is around here, though. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things yeah. that everybody does. Do you re Speaking of that kind of stuff, do you remember going to the skate park together? Yes, I do. At the YMCA. When we were really young? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I kind of miss those days, bro. And you had a mini ramp in your house. Yeah. Little bowl. Dude, that's so sick. Anyway, so 
You grew up surfing. Oh, yeah. So what I was saying and what you agreed upon was surfing at a young age growing up in Encinitas is almost forced upon because the parents don't want to go to work and they love to surf and they want their kids <laughs> to surf. You know what I mean? So 100%. it kind of so turns into no matter what, if you don't want to go in the water, you're going in the water and you're putting on a wetsuit at five in the morning, six 30 in the morning. Even if you don't, no matter how cold it is. Like, Cause dad and mom want to go surf. Yeah. Cause dad and mom want to go surf. So, so I mean, you could throw a fit or whatever, but it usually turns out with you putting on that wetsuit, that wet wetsuit super early in the morning and getting dragged out there. And eventually you kind of realize they're like, Oh, they're not torturing me. They're trying to get me into one of the best things in the world. You know what I mean? And yeah. people realize that at different ages. But so what you were saying, like fishing to me was something that I never had that feeling. You know, that was something that was kind of your own thing, more of my own thing at the time. Like I love surfing, you know, but it was I couldn't choose. It was just there. Like I was we we're surfing no matter what. 100%. Fishing was something that was different. It was something that I had, I felt I had more control over and I felt like I could kind of figure out more on my own. Dude, that I'm so, yeah, I'm fired up on this topic because that's 100% the same thing for me when it comes to surfing though. Yeah. Yeah. Because I grew up skate, I grew up skateboarding, right? Yeah. I had sponsors. Uh, I was doing contests every single weekend. Yeah, you were like, really good. <laughs> I remember you were really right. good. Definitely a standout at the skate park. I appreciate that. I was all right. But anyways, that was my life. And I feel like that was pushed on me because my dad grew up skateboarding. Dude, my dad was on like Pepsi, <laughs> skated with like the Dogtown guys. Yeah. Like my dad was gnarly. And like, I remember every day at the skate park, I'd be like, my goal is to be better than my dad. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's all I wanted to do. And then it got to the point where I was like, I don't really enjoy skating that much because it's all for like fame and whatever. Like, Oh, I see. I started, I started surfing and I'm like, cool. My parents are involved in this. Actually, no one's involved in this. I just go surf with my friends at the beach because it's sick. Yeah. And it's and something I like the you ocean. love to do. Yeah. So like, same thing for you with fishing is like my surfing, but I also really like fishing too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's likewise but, with surfing. Yeah. So you grew up in Encinitas, you surf, you fish, you spear fish. How gnarly is the difference between like holding your breath surfing and spear fishing? And I want to go into the topic of you and spear fishing as well, because obviously I follow you on Instagram. And for me to follow you on Instagram, I get to see the gnarliest stuff. Like you spear tuna, you spear yellowtail, you spear all this crazy stuff. So talk to me about the difference between holding your breath and everything and just kind of differences in sports. Cause you really are, I would say an, like a professional level on pretty much everything, all of these places. So I want to know your differences. Cause my, like for me, like obviously I, I can surf and I love big waves and I love surfing and that's my thing. And then I go fish or I go like spear fish and I'm like, Hey, how do I tie a, a fishing knot again? Hey, like, how do yeah. I uh, put the bands on the gun? So I want to know, like, the big differences between these. So I I think the best way I can describe the difference between spearfishing and surfing, I would say, I mean, if you think about it, spearfishing, when you're on the surface breathing air, you're you're preparing yourself to go under the surface and go to the bottom or whatever and, and stay down there for a certain amount of time and try to find 
that target you're looking for. So you're yeah. preparing yourself above water to go underwater. Surfing, you're preparing yourself above water to go underwater as well. But really, what you're really preparing yourself for, especially with like someone like you, Kieran, when you're surfing Mavericks or another big wave spot, is is getting into the perfect spot. So really, instead mm-hmm. of finding that fish, you're, you're trying to get into, that, into the perfect spot to take off on this wave. And you don't want to be too deep. You don't want to be too much on the shoulder. But you're focusing and you're putting all your, your energy and thought into getting into that perfect spot and how you're going to make the drop on that wave. So, yeah. I mean, there's always an end goal with each one. But the thing is, with spearfishing, is a lot of times you're going in blind and you don't know what you're going to see on the bottom. Yeah. Speaking, I, I want to interrupt you real quick. Yeah. Cause, cause you have a story. You went in blind, right? You yep. shot a couple fish and you had a shark encounter. Yeah. Right. Somewhere. Where was that at? Like that specific one we're talking about is in mainland Mexico. Okay. So what explain this situation? Cause we're, you're talking about going in blind and I think that's a great place to bring this up. Yeah. So with anything, there's risks obviously. And you kind of, you kind of calculate these risks and with diving, it's like there's boats, there's boats driving around. There are sharks in the water. You know, you don't see them all the time, but you know, they're there and they could show up at any time. And I, I, I would say with that specific time or that specific dive, I was not expecting to see a shark there. Cause I've dove that spot dozens of times for the last couple of years. And I've never seen a shark there. Is this, is this where the house is? Doesn't your family have a house down there? Yeah. Yeah. They're down in uh, mainland Mex, down in that area. Yeah. Okay. So this is, you've dove there a lot. Yeah, I've dove there a lot. We actually did a salt life trip down there. Um, oh, but sick. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've never seen a shark there. And I ended up seeing one of the biggest, baddest sharks I've ever seen in my entire life. What kind <laughs> of, was it a, what kind of shark was it? It was a very large bull shark. Oh, I, those things are gnarly and aggressive too. Yeah, they're, they're aggressive. And, and you could tell like this one was, there was two actually, there was two sharks, um, but you could, it was just, it was crazy to see the whole shark demeanor change from the first time I saw it when it came in all smooth and slow after I shot a fish, like super slow movements oh. to, to fast forward 15 minutes when I'm trying to get in, in one piece. Were you booking it? In? I, I was moving consistently <laughs> <laughs> because you're not supposed to like freak out, right? Yeah. I, you don't want to freak out. You just want to move smooth. You know, I, I was, I was moving to get to the beach. That's all I'm going to say here. I wasn't freaking out, but I was, I was moving with purpose. And I didn't, I don't, I don't know what to say about that, dude, because I saw an Instagram clip of you jumping in with like a 20 foot Baskin shark. <laughs> so I don't know if I could see you swimming that fast from a shark because you obviously like to swim with sharks. Well, I mean, if you guys want to see a clip, go to Ryder's Instagram. What is it? Mid handle M I D H A N D L E. That's me on Instagram right there. You- Look him up. You guys, it's insane. It's just like. The fish he has, this guy jumped in with, (laughs) I can't not, I can't not laugh, dude. You went full viral mode. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly. (laughs) A lot of people, a lot more people saw that than I thought. You went full viral mode. How big do you think that shark was in all seriousness? It was close to 20 feet. It was big. I thought it was a great white. I really did. It kind of looked like it. That was, that was kind of the thing. A lot of people, it it definitely, and that was a thought when we threw it up because I didn't post that for the longest time, but. That was kind of the thought when we threw that up online. It was kind of just like, let's see what people say, because there's a lot of shark experts on there talking that they know what it is. But in reality, it's, they're actually calling out the wrong thing and, and they're pretty confident. So it's kind of interesting to see how many people actually actually know what they 
that know their stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I don't know my stuff. Like one time I was, <laughs> I was sailing and I thought a seal was a shark. So, um, I always think seals are swordfish sometimes. So <laughs> have you ever went, uh, spearfishing for swordfish or for Marlin or anything like that? Oh, I, I've been in the water with Marlin. I've never shot one. How, how cool is that? To see really that? cool. I, 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 what, what kind of dude, what kind of stuff have you seen swim by you? I've seen, I've been fortunate enough to see some pretty cool stuff anywhere from, I, I got to swim with some orcas. No, you have not. You've seen an orca swim by. Yep. You. There was a few orcas that came up to me in Panama with a couple of my buddies. We were diving for tuna. And You're joking me. That sounds so scary. It was intense. Are they aggressive towards humans? I forget. Supposedly not. I mean, not in, not in the wild. In captivity, there's been a few incidents, but I, and in the wild, they're, they're very smart. I mean, the best thing I could describe it to is like a bulletproof submarine because that thing, there's no stopping, you know? Yeah, that's so sketchy. And it was eating sea turtles right in front of us, and I remember swimming up to it. And, oh my, my and, and Perrin James had to grab me. He's like, if you get eaten by an orca, your dad's going to kill me. That is so sick. So that was in Panama. How many places do you think you've been in your life? Traveling? Uh, I've been fortunate to travel to some pretty sweet places. I mean, I don't know. I, I like to tra- I like to move around. I like to dive spots that I haven't dove. I like to surf places I Absolutely, haven't surfed. Absolutely, yeah. Just like you. Um, I don't know. What's your favorite destination to go to? My favorite destination. I like Mexico. Mexico is my favorite. And I, dude, I know it's, it's a very big place. It's and, so rad. Yeah. We don't like to like, I don't know. Like there's a lot of awesome places in Mexico, so I'm just going to leave it at that. But Mexico is very near and dear to my heart. I, I a hundred percent agree. I, I think I texted you just the other day and said, let's buy some property in Cabo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, like it's so rad there. It's so fun and it's beautiful and. I, I I just love the the whole culture difference. I mean, it's not that far from us, but everybody's just so family oriented and it's such a good place. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of awesome places yeah. down there. But you, um, you've obviously been to like Indo and Fiji and all, you know, like the surf destinations yeah. that I've been to as well. Right. Yeah. So going to surfing, cause you're a really good surfer too. Where, where would you say that one of your favorite destinations for surfing is? I, I liked, I liked them and twice. That was, that was a good time. Did you do a boat trip? Yeah. I, I got to hop on a boat trip with a few of my buddies. There, no way. Yeah. It, it was, it was insane. They, they all helped oh, me out, so taught rad. me a lot that trip. Um, got a few good barrels. It was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, dude. Super oh, sick. So, waves. so rad there. And it's cheap and it's such a good trip. And the people there are so good. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's amazing. And then you started surfing big waves too what, three, four years ago? A couple of years ago. I'm still, still got a lot to learn. I'm still figuring all that stuff out. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you got to go and experience it. But the good thing is you, you're very safety oriented. Yeah, totally. My favorite thing about that kind of stuff is I've never been out in like crazy big, like, like, like record stuff. But I, my yeah. favorite part about surfing bigger waves is, is the comfort zone thing. Like it's, Oh yeah. Like I'll surf good waves all year and then I'll go out and have like a mediocre session, but it's big. And it's like, that was by far my favorite session of the year. hundred percent. Cause yeah. it's different. And it, it's, it's like it, you're pushed, like it pushes me and my friends are pushing me and I'm not, I'm not completely comfortable. And that's like by far the most memorable. And I have way more fun. Dude. It's so fun. I just like getting worked. Honestly, I love getting worked. Where, where's your first big wave spot over in Hawaii at Waimea with Tommy McEwen. We borrowed some boards over there and I put on a big buckle life jacket. Dude, how is that guy? Dude, he's good. He's injured he lives right in, now. He lives in Oxnard, right? Yeah, yeah, he lives in Oxnard. That kid, wow, Tommy, Tommy's the man. That's all I can say. Tommy's sick. 
So you you kind of split destinations, right? Yeah. Between um, Encinitas and up there, because you guys have a house there. Yeah. So where do you spend more time? More time at? Uh, it just depends. Like I I do some work in Hollywood. So when I'm working, yeah. Okay. Hey, congrats by the way. Oh, thanks, Ryder. Ryder got his EMT, sir. He's pretty much next level because somehow he got a job on sets, like movie sets, working as an EMT. I don't know how he did it, dude, but that is insane. Congrats. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so, Annie's a lifeguard. Annie's a lifeguard. Yep. The guy's an ultimate waterman. Yeah. Kira and I do some some lifeguarding together. Yeah, that is true. We yep. do. We work for the same place. Um, good times. But pretty rad. But yeah, um, I I spend when I'm working, I'm I'm usually up in Ventura or Oxnard area. Um, uh huh. Keep my boat up there. So. Oh yeah, and you're building a new boat. Yeah, my brother, my dad, and I partnered. We sold our old skiff and we partnered in a 22 foot Anderson. It's a 1998. That's why you're working so much. Yeah, that that is why I'm working actually. Um, I know, dude, because you've been like really every single time we like try to hang out. You're like, dude, I've got to go to work. Yeah. Well, like, dude, it's like you got to pay to play. You know what I mean? And I, I agree. Yep. 100%. I've been paying, but I actually uh, been two days ago was my last shift. No way. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready to play now. Last shift? It's time to play. Oh, sick. yeah. I'm taking some Bad, time dude. off. So good. 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 You deserve it. You've been kind of going at it. Okay, sorry. Back to the boat. I want to. So you've got yourself a Radden. Well, it's a 22 Anderson. We had a Radden, but we sold Anderson. it for the Anderson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you had the. Yeah, I remember you had the other one. That's sick. Are you? What are you doing to it? Anything cool? Yeah. I think I I think it's cool. A lot of people laugh at me when the, when I tell them what I'm doing to it because it's. Uh, very, it, <laughs> but yeah, we're we're setting it up for swordfish. Um, we're gonna we're gonna fish swordfish on there this year. Wow. So. That is gnarly. Yeah, it's it should That's be a sick. good time. It's gonna what, be a that, big learning curve, but. And then you guys, is that the same house that you had a boat at that you would go to um to Catalina? Yeah. Didn't you guys keep a boat near the house? Yeah, yeah, we keep the boat in the harbor there. Okay, and then so you spent a lot of time Catalina and going back and forth. You would actually live at Catalina in the summertime, right? Yeah. So, like when I was in school, when school would break for the summer, we'd we'd hop on the boat and we'd head out and we'd have a mooring over in two harbors, Catalina, and and we would kind of just just wake up in the morning, cook food, and just go dive all day and just. Dude, explore the so island sick. and just find all the different reefs and spots. And, and do you ever, do you ever see sharks over there? Okay. I've seen Okay. <laughs> Not in the water, but I almost jumped in on a pretty big white shark one day, um, over on the East end. No, this was on the West end of the island that day. And I was like putting my mask on. And you just see this big dorsal fin right behind the boat. And it was just like one of those days where you're just like, yeah, let's just go to a different spot. Cause like that guy's right there, <laughs> you know what I oh, mean? That's so sketchy. But my friends, that is so sketchy. my friends have seen some pretty big sharks diving. Yeah, over uh, over at Catalina. Um, wow, the same spot. Yeah, I just did a um, lobster trip there. Not too oh, long did ago. you? Maybe How'd six it months ago. It was sick, dude. Really well. We we maxed out really fast. It was oh sick. right on. Yeah. Have you seen some big fish over there? Yeah, I've seen some pretty solid yellows close to the island. I've I've seen bluefin tuna in like forty five feet of water there over the sand, which was pretty cool. Um, which, that's so rad. Yeah, not a lot of people see. So that's probably one of the cooler things I've seen in shallow there, diving for yellowtail is a school of bluefin tuna in with a bonita. Were you trying to spear him? Oh yeah, I was trying. <laughs> Didn't work, but I. Do they get skittish? Yeah, they can, especially when, like in that scenario, there was only a few. So it was really hard. A lot of times when you shoot bluefin tuna, there's a big school of them. So you can kind of get down to their level and the school yeah. kind of get closer and closer. But when there's only two to five fish, it's really hard to shoot them. 
That's what happened. So, you know, Max Fleming, obviously. Oh, yeah. I love Max. It's like a brother to me. Dude, he's so funny. We went on his boat and we we hit some patties on the way there. and We saw a bunch of Dorado and we were kind of cruising around and Max was like, oh, I'm going to try to spear one of these things. But the minute he got in the water, because I've never like speared for Mahi Mahi or anything like uh-huh. I've seen them, but I never try to spear him. Like I'm not I, if you tell me to go spear fishing with you, I'm like, yeah, let's go. But I'm just like point and shoot and like tell me what to shoot yeah. and whatever. Like, yeah, I'm not pro spear fisher guy, but he was like under there and he he was saying that like everything gets real skittish. It can like crazy skittish. And you kind of have to sit on top of the patty, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if I'm right or no, wrong no, it, or whatever. It just depends kinda... on, on, yeah, it depends on the day, the fish, whatever's going on. I mean, a lot of times with those kelp patties, you know, if they're in a place that's like in between a high traveled route, there's most likely been a few boats that stopped on them already. So that, that could yeah. be one of the reasons, um, you know, it just depends. Cause one of my favorite tactics when I'm jumping in on a kelp patty and there's Dorado is I, I jump in kind of couple like a i don't know a little distance off the patty and kind of dive straight down and kind of swim away from the fish and they'll come and they act the fish will actually chase you down come up to you yeah and you can shoot them it just depends on i mean obviously there's days where these fish just don't want anything to do with you but most of the time dude it's it is kind of weird because i did that um ultimate waterman challenge with soul life mm-hmm. maybe in 2016 or 17 whatever yep. year it was down in cabo and we went spear fishing and yeah same thing you know you dive down and you're kind of just sitting there, and you're like, what the heck? There's nothing around me. And then all of a sudden, a couple of Wahoo go in front of you. You're oh, like, yeah. oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's so weird. That was my first experience with actually, like, legit spearfishing. Yeah, no. It was pretty rad. What's the biggest fish that you've you've speared? Biggest fish I've landed, uh, about a 210-pound bluefin out here in California. That was the biggest fish I've put on the boat. Dude, I want to... Um, I want to go fishing with you off our, off our jet skis. Oh yeah. Are you getting a new Sea-Doo? What's the sitch? So I was running, they, they let me use a Sea-Doo for a while and it was pretty sweet. They had this fish pro and I, we, yeah. we would run it all over Which the place. a lot of our salt life team members got those. Yeah. 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 Cam, cam runs Which them. Which is sick. Yeah. They're super, yeah. they're super cool. They got a bigger fuel tank so you can take them. Like, I mean, we would run those things out to Catalina from Dana point, like pretty far distances and on glassy days, like you get there very fast. Cause you're, you're, you're hauling, you know, you're going you're, you're moving fast and you're getting there pretty, pretty quick. Um, that's, are they like supercharged or yeah, they're pretty fast probably. Yeah. <laughs> that's sick. Are they, are they big and heavy or are they're they pretty big? They're, they're, they're units like bigger, probably bigger than my ice. Yeah. They're, they're made for fishing and diving. So they're wider. Can you, if you wanted to, could you do like step offs? Yeah, or you could wave surfing or you could, if you wanted to. Yeah. That's sick. Do you still have it or no, this someone else has it right now. But okay. I think I'm going to so grab it. So it's kind it. of just like a hand-me-down, or not a hand-me-down, but kind of yeah. let's just try this thing out. Yeah. Ryder, out of all this stuff that you do, what what do you think your favorite is? Um, Out of everything, I would say spearfishing is my favorite. Do you feel like with spearfishing, you can do it any day, every single day? Like, No. Obviously, there's currents, right? Yeah. And it, it can get murky. It can get perfect, if you really consider it that way. Perfect glass with clear viz and everything. But yeah. Out of all the activities, do you think spearfishing is the one that you can do the most? No, you can't. I, no. Surfing's by far the one that you could do the most. And if someone had to ask I, me, I agree. If I someone, agree. if someone had to ask me if I had to choose one for the rest of my life, it would definitely be surfing because it's something I could do with family and friends. 
But spearfishing yeah. for me is something that I can kind of get away and do. Like, I mean, you, I dive with a buddy, but even when you're with a buddy, when you're down on the bottom, it's your, 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 it's your own thing. You know, someone's watching you, but you can kind of just get away and just kind of get in your own little world. And, and you're making all the decisions when you're on that dive. And I, it's just kind of nice to be able to be in control like that, even though you're not really in control, but you, you think you are. Yeah. Did you uh, grow up doing like classes on diving and all that? Yeah. So I actually, um, I got super, super into diving and it kind of just, I just kept, I was obsessed and I just kept doing it and wanted to get better. And my dad, my dad realized, you know, it's, it's dangerous. You need to be, it's like, it's really dangerous and you have to be trained. So he set me up with, um, performance free diving and, uh, Kirk Kroc and Garo Hatchigan, they taught the class and I took it with a few of my friends and, Definitely, definitely recommend it. And it it just really shows all the little things that make a huge difference. But um, I took that class when I think I was about 15 or 16 and it changed, it changed everything. Um, Not only was I able to dive more efficiently, but just safety wise, it just really opens your, opens everything up. And just like, this is the real deal. Like you have to pay attention. People could die. um, And it just shows you really need to have your stuff together. Um, and you have to have a plan before everything, just, just like surfing big waves. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but you were talking about safety earlier and safety is it, it's really for me, I would say before I took a class spearfishing was, Oh, let's go out and shoot all these big fish, blah, blah, blah. And now after taking a safety class, it's more like, okay, we're going out there to have fun and we're going to come back. Um, safety is our biggest priority. We're thinking about safety and if we can shoot fish, that's, that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. And spearfishing can obviously be super gnarly and dangerous. What, what kind of like dangers would you express with spearfishing? So obviously we have, we have a lot of traffic, um, boats, boats are a huge one, but I'm going to start off with shallow water blackout. Um, that's, that's a real killer in our, in I've our, heard of that. What, what is that in one? our world here? It's pretty much when, when if this could happen to a new diver, this can happen to an experienced diver. A lot of times it happens to a lot of times it happens to divers when they've been doing it for a pretty good amount of time and they they feel like they know their limits and they feel like they know what's going on and they don't think mm-hmm. anything's going to happen. That's when it kind of sneaks up on them. And, and it's when they're getting more comfortable. It's like, Oh, pushing their limits and, and they hold their breath for too long and they come up and uh, they don't do the rescue breaths or maybe they do. And they, they actually black and, out. and rescue rescue breathing is when you come up and you're, you're breathing kind of not fast and heavily or yeah, I guess it would be fast and heavily. Right. So it's kind of like when you come up from a dive, um, you're, you're slow. You don't want to shoot up to the surface and fly out of the water. You want to kind of slow yourself down as you're reaching the surface and just barely come exactly, up yeah. to where you're, it's just your mouth above the surface. You don't want to shoot up where your lungs are over the water and you're, you're doing your, your recovery breaths and it's. What kind of depth do you, or have you gotten to? So in California, um, we're not diving super deep. So most of the stuff we're doing is anywhere from 20 to 55 feet, unless you shoot a fish and it wraps up at like 60. But a lot of times the bottom's at like 60. 50 to 65 feet. Um, if we're diving kelp, yeah. but offshore tuna, we do some stuff past like 70, 80 feet. Um, but in Hawaii and, and Indonesia, it's, it's a lot deeper. Um, it's like a lot of stuff in like the eighties to past a hundred feet. Have you, have you gone that far? Yeah. hundred feet. Yeah. Diving That's in Indo. So it's, it's definitely a that. different beast. It's tough. I did a, I did a free diving course to actually, uh, help with my surfing with big waves and stuff. But, did Mark you do Mark, Mar, yeah, Mark Lozano. I know Mark. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I did that. And I think I did 60 feet. Yeah. Right. I want to say. And I was like, dude, that's kind of gnarly. Like, cause like after, I think after 30 feet or something, you kind of just sink. Yeah. I don't yeah, you know if it's sinking you or negative. you're neutral maybe. Yeah. So, well, you'll, you'll hit neutral a lot of times, depending when you're weighted. I, I mean, I kind of weight myself. So I'm like the most neutral around like 20 feet. Okay. Um, so okay. anything past that, like really when you're past like 30, 40, 50, 60, like when you're at 80 feet, you're flying, you're just, you don't, you're not even kicking. You're just sinking, you know, but that can be dangerous at times too, probably. I, yeah, it can. Um, like you just need to know, you just kind of got to know what's going on and you got to know yourself, you know, um, there's a lot yeah. like before you're diving, before you're hunting that deep, you, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes on. There's a lot, there's countless dives of you hunting at like 40, 50, 60, 70 feet. Like, and then you're figuring it out and you, you get more comfortable and you can start hitting yeah. depths and your lungs, you feel it in your lungs. You, it's like squeezing on you. You got to put, you got to push air from your lungs into your mask so it doesn't like suck your eyeballs out and stuff like that. And then you can breathe that air back in when you're coming back up to That's the surface. That's so gnarly. So what, what kind of advice do you think you'd have to give some people when they're starting off with diving? I mean, obviously for me, I'm not going to go dive a hundred feet right now, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I do know how to dive. I know how to spearfish. I think it's fun. Yeah. It's good. But what kind of advice can you give me as a novice spear fisherman? Okay. So the thing that helped me the most is find, I would call it a mentor. And I would, I had a few of these and I choose you. Yeah. And pretty much <laughs> they are your Bible. They teach you everything. They, they, and, and the thing is they're watching you the whole time and you got to choose the right one, but they're, they're paying attention. They're, they're showing you everything. And you're like, if you're super into it, you're asking them questions about all these different type of fish currents, all, all this stuff. So they really, um, they're really showing you the way it's like, it's like your dad teaching you how to surf when you're little. Um, so yeah. you just need a good dive buddy and somebody that knows safety, somebody knows that knows yeah. how to actually spear yeah, and fish. Look, I had some pretty amazing mentors. It like, it made a huge difference. So you grew up spearfishing. Yeah. Like obviously you grew up with surfing, but I just remember as kids, you kind of, you did spearfish yeah. a lot and I didn't ever get into that. I mean, I would dive or like snorkel around yeah. and I thought that was cool, but like you started with that, right? Yeah. At a young yeah, age. Yeah. When I was like 10 or I think I was like 11 or something. I, okay. I've always like, it, it intrigued me, but it was kind of like none of my, no one in my family really did it. So it was kind of something that I was like, I wanted it, but I didn't really know how to do it. And it was, I was young. So it's like, obviously my parents were kind of skeptical like giving me like a spear gun or like a spear and let me go like mess around, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> if I had kids and they're like, yeah, I want to go spearfish. I'd be like, okay. yeah, it's kind of, cause it's sketchy. like, there are sharp things and you just gotta be careful. But once I kind of got my hands on the stuff, I, it was like, I was hooked, you know, it was like, this is, I'm yeah, doing this. Stuck. So, so yeah, I was probably, I think 11, 10. So you 11. started that pretty young. When, yeah. When did you, Hey, when did you get involved with salt life? So I, so I got involved with salt life when I was about, I think 14 years, 14 or 15 years old. So I, I've, I've been hanging out with salt life for, for a couple of years now. And it's, it's oh, been so an you've awesome like, time. You've seen it grow to where it oh, is yeah. now. Yeah. I've seen a huge change for the better. It's, it's been awesome. It's been a good time. Dude, that's so right. Yeah. The people there. Amazing. Dude, I'm all into the, the new camo trunks right now. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Dude. Yeah. The board shorts are epic. I, uh, I ordered like three or four pairs. Yeah. It's all I yeah, wear now. It's it. so funny. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, 
all the like uh, windbreakers and stuff. I'm all in, dude. Oh, the windbreakers have are you been my go-to for sure? Yeah, dude, and they're super warm. Oh yeah, it's something. It's 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 one of those items that you just always. I always have it on me, no matter if I'm if I'm somewhere tropical or cold, because you can always throw that over more layers if you're in a warm. Hundred percent. And also, I know this is gonna sound really lame, but I got an electric bike. <laughs> and, <laughs> dude, I ride my electric bike to go surf and on the way there it's like a little chilly in the morning and then on the way back it'll be kind of warm so i'll take the windbreaker off and just stuff it into this little pouch that i have on my electric bike which is even more weird that i have a little pouch but um (laughs) dude it's so easy to fold them up into like the smallest little thing that's what i love about it yeah because you can travel with it speaking of travels dude so the mentwise is your favorite surf destination you said yeah, I would say so. It's 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 pretty awesome over there. What's your what's your favorite dive spot? Hmm. Or is that like is that a tough one because it kind of changes with the conditions and the fish? And yeah, it, that is a tough one. But I would say, I mean, honestly, some of the best diving I've ever had was here in California. Really? Yeah, and that's changed. Wow. But recently, like, I mean, the biggest fish I've Wait, ever where, landed was here. Yeah, that's true. I mean, would you say that? Um, it's more accessible to go spearfishing with a jet ski or a boat. You know, the thing I liked about, I don't know. I mean, a jet ski pretty much is a boat, you know, but yeah, the thing that jet skis allow you to do is you could launch in, in the surf and you like, you could launch a boat in the surf, but I mean, you could launch a ski like in the surf, like it could be like 15 foot and you can still get your ski out, you know? Yeah. yeah, We do that all the time. It's sick. Like, like, that's the biggest difference. So if you're down in Mexico and you want to go dive offshore and it's pumping, but it's just like, it's just crap and it's just not working. You want to go get some food. You can run yep. your ski off the beach and it, when it's pumping, like when you can't get a boat out, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like with a ski too, like if I were to buy, obviously I have a jet ski, but if I were to like be as into fishing and spear fishing as you, and I had the decision to buy a jet ski or a boat, I would probably buy a jet ski because at least with a jet ski, dude, we can do everything. I can yeah. go tow you into Mavericks. I can go put you into little waves here. We can go spearfish. We can go fish. Yeah, and I kind of want to get, I'm not going to lie, kind of want to get pulled around by a huge bluefin on my jet ski. Yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. Which we should do this summer. We should. We should. We should definitely do that. Are you going to, do you think you'll get a ski back? Yeah, I could probably, I think I'm going to take it for one more trip. Okay, cool. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, dude, I'm so I'm so down. That'd be pretty sweet. A couple guys have done that in the last couple of years. I, I want to do that, and then during the winter time, dude, we got to surf some big swells. I'm super down. I got two brand new boards that haven't even touched the water. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Waco, Texas. Um, hmm. I remember seeing your videos there. You you went there what last year? Maybe two years ago. That was sick. Yeah, that place is pretty rad. So, what's your thought on wave pools? You know, I was skeptical at first, but. Honestly, when I was there, I didn't feel like I needed to be anywhere else. You know, it's like you kind of find you're amazing. Yeah. Like you find yourself landlocked sometimes and you're like, oh, I really need to be back at the ocean. But it was weird because I didn't really feel that I was having so much fun there. I was like, dude, it honestly feels like this is like one of the funnest surf trips I've ever been on. And I don't know if other people have that same feeling, but I, I didn't feel like I had to be somewhere else. If that makes any sense. Like I was pretty content at that wave pool in the middle of Texas. I a hundred percent agree. I mean, Waco BSR wave pool, shout out. That place is insane. Um, I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that, uh, that they have more than just the wave pool there. Yeah. And I don't, 
you know, people think of wave pool, Waco, Texas, and it's just a wave pool, but there's a lazy river. There's yeah. slides. Yeah, there's, there's that big ass um, a mini ramp jump, there now. Yeah. There's places you can eat. There's the wakeboard park. Like there's a lot to do there. It's pretty sick. And that's why I felt like I didn't get landlocked. Yep. Cause I was like, okay, I just surfed for three hours on this on and and, and the wave's like a skate park to me, and yep. that's why I like it. Because you can have a repetitive wave that is the same thing over and over and over to learn a new uh, air or yeah, learn a that, new turn. And I like that. That is something that I was talking to my dad about. Cause it's like, where else can you find, I mean, other than a wave pool, there's, it doesn't exist. The perfect air section. That's the same every single time for you to really dial in these, these maneuvers every single for. time. Yeah. So that's something that doesn't really, that's something that doesn't like exist in the wild. And that's what was so cool about it to me. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you and I went and surfed right now out front, yep. every wave's different. Oh yeah. You could sit every there for an hour and you might get one, one good wave or, or you might w- get 10. maybe one good section. Yeah. Maybe you want to try, maybe you want to try airs, but yeah. you sit out there for an hour and a half and you only get one shot at it. So, right. um, that's, what's cool about the wave pool. Now Kelly's wave pool looks absolutely insane i was actually with coco Ho oh yesterday uh-huh. um she because she's dating mark mcmorris we were over there helping mark at, at mark's house with uh brock crouch's dad gotcha. and she she just got into the into the contest so she was gonna go to indo mm-hmm. but she's going to she's going to no way. surf kelly's wave pool she's like i'm like dude how sick is that wave like how sick does that wave look she's like oh it's it's insane yeah it's insane like have you surfed? It it? I've I've never been up there. I want to. I've never been up there. Actually, um, I think Colin, you know Colin Richardson. Yeah, he lifeguards there. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. No he way. gets waves. No we way. Do that. That'd be pretty sick. Hey Kelly, I'm gonna start lifeguarding <laughs> at your pool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can get a couple waves. Yeah, that wave it looks insane. But yeah, there's there's a crazy crazy wave pools now, dude. There's a couple in like Germany or France or something that look insane and. The wave pool scene is getting next level. Yeah. Next no, level. It, it definitely is. So what's your next plans, Ryder? Do you have any trips anywhere? Do you have any uh, adventures you're going on? Yeah, I'm actually hopping on a boat. Um, I think Sunday night we're heading out to San Clemente Island for a few days, chase some tuna. With Fish 101 people? or? Uh, no, a couple of buddies from Rife. We're heading out there with, with the Rife guys, and we're going to be uh, chasing. And is, so Rife is your guns yeah. that you use. Yeah. And they've been hooking you up for a while. Yeah, yeah. I use I dive with all Rife stuff. Um, their stuff's amazing. That's sick. Do they they do fins and everything? Yeah, they make everything. That's the cool thing about Rife. They they make everything. That's so sick. It's what about your suits? Yeah, yeah. They got suits, and they have a lot of good guys. That's designing my, everything. Okay, that's my my one question for you actually. Yeah. So I just put on a four three, and I'm still cold. Yeah. Even like if I went right now in the summertime, but yeah. Um, what thickness of suits do you use? And like. How gnarly are they? In California, I run, um, I usually always have at least a five millimeter open cell wetsuit and it's different. Even in the summer? Yeah. Even in the summer. Cause like when you hit the bottom, it's, it's, it could be a lot colder. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. And when you're diving, uh, a lot of the times you're moving really slow and so you get cold faster. 
um, versus surfing when you're moving around a lot. So that's another reason yeah. why you get cold when you're diving and you're soaking, you're underwater. And that's like when you're, when you're using an open cell suit, you need soap and stuff to get into it. So it's really close and tight yeah, yeah, on your I've skin. Seen, I've seen people do that. It's crazy. Yeah. So it, it keeps you a lot warmer than just like a, a normal surf suit. And also when you're breathing, breathing up to, to like dive down and stuff, I feel like you get pretty cold. Yeah. Cause you're not you know, like diving and stuff, but like surfing, Yep. If it's winter time and I'm on a jet ski and I'm jumping into like 30 waves in an hour, I'm like, yeah. I need to wear like a three, two. Yeah. Cause you're moving around. Yep. 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 But dude, Hey, seriously, thank you so much for coming on. I know we've been talking for a while. <laughs> we've been, we've been getting kind of going on it or getting after it, but, um, I could talk to you for hours, dude. I really oh, likewise, could. likewise, Kieran. It's um, always I a know good time. you need to, you need to get some stuff done. So I'll let you go. But, um, Hey, if, if people want to follow you on Instagram or social media, can you just give yourself a shout out right now, dude? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, thank you again for coming on. Yeah. My Instagram is at mid handle M I D H A N D L H A N D L E. Um, I'm, I'm most active on that. So if, if anyone ever has any diving questions or anything, just reach out to me on there and I'll, I try to respond yeah, as much can, as I can. So you're, you're fine with people, uh, messaging you or whatever. Yeah, totally. Uh, any, any time, um, just don't be weird, you know, <laughs> but if you ever have any questions, I'll answer them to the best of my ability. So yeah, of course. I'll probably be messaging you in about five minutes, asking you more questions. <laughs> dude, your, your lifestyle and everything you've done and your family and everything. It's so rad, dude. It's, it's rad to see a, you know, an influence like you out there. So you're the first person that came to mind for the first podcast. And I'm stoked I had you on here, Ryder. I really appreciate it, Kieran. It was, it was, it was a really good time talking to you like always. Yeah, no worries, dude. Uh, let's get you back on here and maybe uh, the next couple of podcasts again. We'll just keep talking. Yeah, dude. that'd be epic. Yeah, we we oh, got no. What we should do? What we should we should head out on a trip and then we should do a, t- a podcast after and talk about I, it. Dude, I really want to go fish with you. Let's do that. All right, my boat's gonna be done here hopefully in the next two days. So we're going. We're on. I'm going with you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us at Real Salt Life on Instagram. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and help spread the word. Stay salty, guys. Thank you, Ryder, for coming on. Yeah, Kieran, thanks so much for having me. You. Later. See ya.